Man, it's real talk with your main chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's the local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect to do something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. Real talk. And here we go, here we go on this Monday, September 27th, the last Monday in September. You are listening to Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to have you with us on this beautiful, beautiful Monday evening. It's been a gorgeous day, and I hope you had a, a good day as well. Gang's all here. We're ready to go. We're fired up and ready to go on this uh on this beautiful day, I hope that uh, you have been doing well since uh, we last communicated about seven days ago. And as per always, I hope that you think we have a pretty good show for you this evening. But before all that, you're always asking yourself at the beginning of the show, how can I get this fine piece of radio broadcasting? Well, I'm glad you asked. You can uh, do it any number of ways. You can go to the website, wyxr.org. Hit the Listen Live tab, and you can hear us uh, live. You can also catch us on the radio right now, 91.7 on your FM dial, W-Y-X-R. You can go to the TuneIn app, T-U-N-E-I-N. Put in W-Y-X-R in the search, and you can hear us crystal clearly. And as we are a podcast, when the show is posted tomorrow, you can hear it wherever you get your podcast. Once again, very happy to have you all uh, on board for the ride uh, this evening. We're going to talk about a variety of uh, different things with a variety of different people. And uh, I will tell you that uh, one of the topics and the first one up tonight is going to be politics. We're going to talk with uh, the West Memphis mayor. His name is Marco McClendon. And of course, he's had a rather interesting and challenging year. And he'll tell us about what's going on in West Memphis now that the I-40 bridge is back up and operational again. We'll also talk with Talia Palacio, she is a community activist, and she's also a WYXR radio personality. She has a show on this station uh, on Saturday evenings. She is going to talk to us about the meaning and why it's so important that we recognize Hispanic Heritage Month. A little bit later on, in the second half hour, we are going to talk with a fella who runs a, an interesting little shop here in the uh, Crosstown Concourse. It is actually the Memphis Listening Lab, if many of you have heard of that. His name is Jim Cole. Jim will be here second half hour to talk to us about what's going on in the Memphis Listening Lab. And fear not, 
if you grew up on vinyl like I did and cassettes like I did, he said they're actually making a comeback. So <laughs> I was excited to have him on just to talk about that. So I'm looking forward to talking with him in the uh, second half hour of the show. But as we begin, as always, we like to celebrate the beginning of a new week by celebrating you, your birthdays. If it's your birthday, if you celebrated over the weekend, happy birthday. Hope you had a wonderful time. If you're celebrating today, Jack, hit it. You always have to let this lead in a little bit so you can hear this this theme. This is a doula. This is a doula production. Those of you who know doula out there. Happy birthday on this Monday, the 27th. Goes out to Stephen Russell. Happy birthday to you, sir. Tara Wallace celebrating a birthday today, as is Herschel Jones. Deborah Joyce celebrating today. Joyce Hayslip is celebrating her birthday today. Gerald Morgan, happy birthday to you. Patricia Brooks Cooper, happy birthday. Eva Jones celebrating today. Nicole Campbell Tucker, happy birthday to you. Nettie Winters, Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, and I just got a note, Faye Robinson. Faye Robinson, Faye, happy birthday. That's from DJ Lola and all of us here at Real Talk Memphis. And Mark Tedford. Yeah, that's right. I just want to make sure I said that right. Happy birthday to each and every one of you. Congratulations. You're still here, which means you have more work to do. Congratulations. Thank you, Jack. So now, let's move on to uh, some news and notes. And, of course, uh, I will lead this off by talking about uh, the Collierville tragedy. Um, Madness has hit us. In a very direct way, last Thursday, of course, uh, in Collierville, when a man opened fire at a Kroger grocery store there. 15 people shot, uh, one uh, person dead, um, and several still recovering in the hospital, although it looks like most of them are going to, to recovery, uh, recover full and are in non-critical condition. I think last I saw there was one person in very serious condition, but regardless... Uh, let us all uh, take time to pray for each and every one of those uh, individuals because not only were the ones who were shot victims, uh, the, the whole community was a, is, is, is a victim of all of this, and by extension, all of us. Uh, so uh, hashtag Collierville Strong. Uh, we pray for each and every one of you out there, and uh, I wanted to, uh, in particular, commend all of the uh, law enforcement personnel uh, who... Uh, came to that scene very quickly and tried to get things under control as quickly as they could. Chief Dale Lane is a man that I've known for uh, several years. We worked together uh, at the Shelby County Sheriff's Office. He's lived with strength and calm and resolve through all of this, which is what you need in a leader. So, you know, we are, we're, just, uh, we're just very thankful. Uh, it could have been worse. It was bad enough, but uh, clearly it could have been worse. And like I said before, uh, we're going to continue to keep them in our prayers, and we are going to keep to keep them lifted, because we know the the journey is just beginning. Uh, because the trauma behind something like this is something that you will never ever forget. Let's uh, move down the road here. Of course, uh, many of you are aware in terms of the Delta virus that uh, Pfizer uh, is uh, authorized a third booster shot. Uh, for uh, individuals who are immunocompromised, uh, for those who have pre-existing conditions 65 and older, 
And, of course, you can get that shot now. No, uh, you don't have to make an appointment. You can just go and show up. A lot of people are showing up now. They're just coming and just getting the third shot. So, I mean, if that's what you want, that's what you, that's what you want, get it. And, uh, you know, that, that way it protects you. Uh, I've said it repeatedly, get vaccinated. I mean, what you, do in it, what you do eventually is your choice, clearly, but get vaccinated. It's, 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 it's a safe route, and it's, and it's how we try to get this thing under control and move on. Now, I will say that cases, not only here, but across the country, are slowing down. Uh, we have seen the case count starting to, to, to maybe plateau a bit, maybe slowly on the decline, uh, but that doesn't mean that we need to let our guard down. We just need to appreciate that because there's still plenty of folks sick out there, and there are still plenty of folks who have not gotten vaccinated who need to do so. Um, now, there is a big push to get children ages 2 through 11 uh, vaccinated, uh, Pfizer, sometime maybe by the end of October. Uh, it looks like they could see uh, emergency authorization approval for that, uh, for that younger set. To, I asked the question last week. Uh, and I'll ask it again, uh, if, if that approval does come through for the littlest ones, uh, would you get your child vaccinated? You know, if you're a parent and you have a you know, very small toddler at home, would you, would you get them vaccinated? 2 to 11, that's a big question uh, that many folks are going to have to face uh, when it comes. Now there won't be a question of if, but if it's here, okay, if it's here, now what do we do about it? Okay, so that's a decision many of you are going to have to make in terms of all that. In other news, uh, state, Tennessee State Senator Katrina Robinson, I don't know many of you have been keeping up with this, uh, she's on a trial for uh, um, charges of fraud and embezzlement. Uh, she had 15 of her 20-count indictment dropped yesterday. 15 of the 20 cases against her were dropped by the judge yesterday. She still faces five uh, counts in a federal court uh, that are still existing, but 15 out of 20 were dropped yesterday. So we'll see how all that uh, progresses along. Also, uh, in uh, other uh, court news today, many of you have probably heard by now, uh, the singer R. Kelly was found guilty this afternoon of racketeering and sex trafficking charges in a federal court in New York City. He faced a total of nine counts, one count of racketeering with 14 underlying acts. So uh, this is just really the beginning of this process. He was found guilty today. He will be sentenced on these charges, which were in New York City, uh, in May of next year. So he's not going anywhere for quite a while. And then after that, there are two uh, other pending federal cases, one in Minnesota and the other one in Chicago. So... Long road ahead, but uh, guilty on uh, all counts uh, this afternoon. If you are um, someone who is looking for a job, maybe not just looking for a job, but looking for a career, um, there are many places out here, we see it and we hear about it every day, who are recruiting and who are looking for employees. Many businesses, many companies, the whole nine yards. And with uh, the possibility of vaccine mandates for companies with 100 employees or more, uh, you might see a whole lot more openings because a lot of folks aren't with that. A lot of people are having a big time problem with that, uh, the government telling them what they have to do in order to uh, maintain employment. But I digress. 
if you are looking for a job and or a career, the Memphis Police Department might just be for you. Now, before you poo-poo that, I just want to say that there are many places out there who are offering financial incentives for folks to come to work. The Memphis Police Department will give you a $15,000 signing bonus. If you decide you want to be a Memphis police officer, you get $15,000 as a signing bonus up front. And if you have to relocate, they'll add another $10,000 onto that. Yeah. So <laughs> if the, is the need great? I would say so. Yeah, the, I would say that the need is very, very great. Uh, so that uh, about wraps it. Oh, by the way, uh, in uh, sports, uh, the – University of Memphis lost a heartbreaker. I don't know if many of you saw the game over the weekend. They lost to UTSA uh, by three in a field goal at the very last of the game. That was a heartbreaking loss. So Memphis is now three up and one down on the season. But go, Tigers, go. And did, before I uh, take the first break, did anybody hear about what was going on at the Delta Fair this weekend? Saturday they said that at one point it was closed because of capacity limits. Um, they were. They, I mean, every news operation said, "Ah, you know, the the the, uh, the Soto County Sheriff's Office has closed the fair um, um, down for the time being because of capacity limits." Well, a bit later on that evening, apparently there was a a, a a tweet from somebody who represented the fair that said the fair was still open. So I don't know what the heck's going on. I didn't go to the fair. I don't go to fair as much, but uh, I don't know if it's still open, if it's still closed. If you went, if you went. Was it closed? If you went, was it open? If it was, did you have a good time? All that kind of good stuff. Anyway, that's going to wrap up news and notes for this edition. What do you say we get into the show? Yeah, I think we should do that as well. We're going to take our first break, and hopefully when we come back, we will have our first guest on the line. He is the mayor of West Memphis, Arkansas. His name is Marco McClendon. Hopefully Marco is uh, standing by and waiting this is Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. You know who you are. First break, right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? or have a guest idea, then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. What you got in your record box? Bring it along to the Memphis Listening Lab and WYXR's inaugural Record Swap and Zine Fest, presented in association with Crosstown Arts. Vendors will be lining the halls of the Crosstown Concourse with rare musical finds and deep, engaging, independently published magazines. Hear live sets from WYXR DJs spinning the best from their final collections. The event starts at 10 a.m. Saturday, September 4th and Sunday, September 5th. For customer and vendor information, visit the Memphis Listening Lab and follow event updates on Facebook. Hello, this is Jerry, your host of Without a Net. Here on WYXR Sunday nights from 8 to 10, we're going to be hearing some pure jazz and some impure jazz and lots of other good music too. Come join me this Sunday. See you later.
Hey Memphis, my name is Ron Buck. I am looking forward to bringing you my show, Riverside, every Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. I will be playing rock and blues, old and new, and featuring Memphis music and events. I hope you'll tune in to Riverside every Friday at 1 p.m. on WYXR 91.7 FM, Raised by Sound. This is Janet, host of Jaunt with Janet, Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m., bringing you new releases in the rock, pop, and electronic genres with a little bit of the old fused in, all here on WYXR Memphis, 91.7 FM. Hi there, this is Zach Ives. My show, A Box of Records, plays every Tuesday night, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., right here on WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis, Tennessee. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Very happy to have you along for the ride. Very happy to have my first guest as well. He is the Honorable Mayor of West Memphis, Arkansas, uh, Mayor Marco McClendon. And Mayor McClendon, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. It's good to see you again. Thank you for having me again. Good to see you as well. Yes, sir. So um, let's, let's, let's chat for a minute about the... Uh, challenges uh, I would say that you have uh, faced uh, this year in 2021 if we could have only predicted uh, what has happened first the ravages of COVID of course uh, but then we had a little incident called the I-40 bridge shutdown and of course that directly affected you and I guess first and foremost um, I, I, I saw a lot of stories uh, with you about all of this tell me how how deeply that uh, affected you from the economic base in terms of trying to run your city on a day-to-day basis. But thank you. I mean, that situation with the crack and the I-40, it caused a lot of hardship for the city of West Memphis, uh, dealing with quality of life, medical uh, emergency, and economic development. You know, we had so many people that live within our city that actually works in Memphis, you know, actually get to our major hospitals to get the proper medical care that our citizens need. was definitely hard when ambulance can get down the interstate. But most important, economic development. West Memphis is a major truckers town. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. revenue that come in from our city comes from truckers, as well as coming through our city, as well as people coming within our city enjoying our entertainment venues. So it definitely affected us for a time. But, you know, we asked God for strength. He gave us challenges and it made us strong and we came through it as well. Absolutely that, man. So, I mean, it's like, and it's like every, every since you have just been going 90 to nothing. 
first and foremost, I want to ask, how far along is the hotel? When's the hotel going to be ready? Because, I mean, every time I go through there, man, I, I see another layer of the parking structure in the hotel as well. What, what, what's the timetable for that? Well, you know, the actually the new casino would be open in March of next year. Okay. As well as um, the hotel will be open by August of next year. Okay. So things are moving. So things are moving right along, are they? You know, we got a lot of great things going on in West Memphis, and I think that these, although during my administration, I've had to deal with two rounds of COVID, as well as a bit uh, a bridge closing. There's still a lot of good things that's going on, and we we bouncing back. You know, it slowed us down on some projects, but I think everything is moving pretty big. In, in, in terms of that, I do know that uh, there's a big, I know that there was a big a project that you were very proud of, big softball park, a big baseball park that you had that you can bring in tournaments from all across the country. Uh, I want you to talk a little bit about, about that. And it was also another something having to do with the waterway, water system or something. I did read that uh, it would not cost the taxpayers any money. So if I'm, if I'm muffing that up a little bit, please, please help me out. <laughs> Right, no problem. Well, you know, um, we are uh, the people of West Memphis came out and voted for a uh, bond issue dealing with our parks, which uh, comes strictly from uh, our revenue that we receive from Southland Casino. Mm-hmm. And what we are getting ready to do is add turf fields and ensure up our Tilden Rogers Park, add many amenities out there as well. That's right in the heart of our city. We're getting ready to expand our high tower park, and amphitheaters, uh, new. Uh, outside baseball, outside uh, bathrooms, I'm sorry, um, different things of men's cells, as well as Franklin Park on 25th and Worthington Park with new splash pads, and it's not going to cost the taxpayers a dime. You know, West Memphis was on the side where the water was kind of low, and we did flood a lot, which caused a lot of our citizens to have hardship when it came down to wastewater. Mm-hmm. But um, a little over a month ago, a council has worked with me and the uh, utility general manager, they approved the $32.4 million uh, bond that's going to shore up our wastewater, which is going to allow when it rains, that you'll still be able to flush your toilets as well as have clean drinking water. So it's going to do some wonders for our city, uh, something that should have been done. But the most important thing I'm excited about is going to help with the flood in our city. Mm-hmm. It's going to uh, clean out some of our uh, bios as well as add new pumps that would allow the water to flush straight through our city which will prevent a lot of the flooding that does happen here in the city. Something that should have probably been done a long time ago, but I was stuck with this um, issue and I had to come up with a solution. And, and without a tax, without any new tax increases or or rate increases, we're going to be able to get this done for the city of West Memphis. That's a big, big deal. We are speaking with uh, Mayor Marco McClendon, the mayor of West Memphis, Arkansas, about uh, some of the challenges that he has faced uh, th- this past year. Now, I also know you to be a visionary, and, and I'm pretty sure that um, besides the projects that you have just uh, listed, uh, there's other things uh, on your agenda. There were some other things, of other projects, and uh, some other things of interest that you were trying to develop in West Memphis. Uh, am I correct in that? You are absolutely correct. Uh, actually, this Wednesday, I'm going to unveil a major $40 million project for the city of West Memphis that's going to truly start to uh, address some of the needs of our city and finally provide something that's going to be great for our youth, more economic development. It's going to make more people that want to come to West Memphis and be a part of West Memphis, but that's going to take the vote of the people, and I believe I can get the people to stand and support me on this because this is something that's long overdue. You know, 
I was born and raised on the uh, south and northeast part of the town, which was the, the poorest part of the town. And we have been able to uh, revitalize East Broadway. We definitely turned down some of the overview apartments that should have been gone with a lot of crime that happened within that in those apartment complexes, as well as building a new Wonder uh, Junior High School, which is another $65 million project within our city. I've been able to place the new fire and, and police substation on the end at Dr. King and Broadway. We expand the high tower park, you know, uh, working to bring in other new businesses and recruit them to their inner town. So we're really changing the trajectory of our city. And that's great. I mean, you know, we added some dog parts, first time ever in our city. You know, I have a safe street program that's going on that we, for the first time in history, and speed bumps, speed humps, wow. uh, some bike lanes to our community. So we got a lot of great things that's going on. I'm just happy in the direction that West Memphis is going in. Well, it sounds like you are uh, really on top of on, on top of the game, and uh, you you're really on top of the game there, and you are really looking forward to the future. There's an awful lot of traffic that comes across that bridge from people who live in Memphis and work in Arkansas, and 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 vice versa, and 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 you seem to be giving them um, you know a, a lot of options in terms of the population base there. Um, you know, I don't know what the population is in West Memphis, but um, are you looking to, you know, maybe add some 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 uh, population growth as well with all these new projects, with all these people coming in? It, it would clearly seem like it would make it more of a desirable, even more of a desirable community that people would want to live in, uh, let alone work in. Am I correct? Well, well you're absolutely correct. First of all, West Memphis is the only city in America that has uh, America Crossroads which is I-40 and I-55. You have over 65,000 vehicles that travel through our city on a daily basis. I'm outside working with a smaller community that's unincorporated, looking to hopefully annex that city to the city of West Memphis to create more housing for people can come and work here, live here, and play here. So it's definitely important for us to continue to grow our city because West Memphis is the place to be. Let me tell you this. I went from years ago seeing my city as one of the most crime haven cities in this area tonight even being on the map into crime and basically and virtually became invisible here so uh it's a great place to live we got a new our education system has rose and which is the number one school district on this side of the state as well as with our new baptist Christian hospital we got medical care uh improving the quality of life with our park system and what I'm getting ready to present to the people this Wednesday is definitely going to make West Memphis a place to be. And the good thing about it, you can live in West Memphis and house, small time living, but four miles away from big time living. You know, we can walk right to Memphis across from the people across. And so, yeah. I mean, we close to downtown Memphis than Memphis is to downtown Memphis. So we definitely going to take advantage of all that. Man, that sounds like a, a, a big time plan. You also um, um, hired a new police chief, somebody that I know and I worked with uh, for some years uh, here in Memphis, uh, Chief Michael Pope, uh, to keep to keep law and order down there. But you're right; you don't hear a lot about crime in West Memphis. But let me ask you this: as we as we wind up, are you concerned though about that? You're a pretty forward thinking guy. Are you concerned about you know more more? Um, 
you know, more people, more, uh, you know, opportunities, more attractions and things like that, that that will draw a certain element. Because you know how folks are, you know, I mean, they, you know, they, they see something new and shiny and then they want to co- come over and try to explore it more. I'm sure you probably had those conversations as well. Well, definitely. I'm concerned about it, but it's been a visionary. You know, I have learned that uh, uh, people without vision will surely perish. Mm-hmm. And you can't allow the negativity to, to, to stop the progression of the positive, the things that you may have going on. And being able to offer different opportunities, being there, especially show our young people different things that the violence or the criminal ways of, that I see on TV on a nightly basis, right across the bridge from me, and people dying daily. We're trying to get them a, a different alternative so they can be successful being entrepreneurs within our community, looking at making us and being proud to be from West Memphis. Well, I can tell you what, man. I mean, I'm very, very proud of, of, of what you have done and, uh, and, where, and where West Memphis is and, um, and, and where I know West Memphis is going in the future. You're just b- building bigger and better and better. And so we congratulate you on all, all of your efforts to this point. And for what looks like it's going to be a very successful future. And I want to thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to come on the show and visit with us tonight. I really appreciate it. Anytime you need me, just give me a call. And let me let me say this too. We got public transportation coming back to West Memphis. We're gonna have our own bus service. And that's gonna be tremendous to help families and but mothers get to the store, fathers to get to work, children to get to school. And that's coming. So uh we're going to continue looking up, looking up to the hill. You know, we've come to our health and, and making things work. So, you know, thank you for having me. And anytime you may need me, just give me a call and I'll be willing to come on. Mayor Marco McClendon, thank you so much, man. And take care of yourself. And we'll be, and we'll be talking again down the road, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, as you can hear, ladies and gentlemen, West Memphis, uh, Arkansas is definitely on the move. And we thank uh, the mayor and uh, my guy, Nick Coulter. Nick, what's up, man? I know you out there listening uh, for uh, helping us uh, uh, get the mayor uh, on tonight. Uh, We are going to take our uh, next break. And when we come back, we are going to shift gears and talk about Hispanic Heritage Month. Yes, we are in the middle of it. And we're going to talk to somebody who can kind of give us a little landscape background of what it's all about and why it is so important for us uh, to celebrate uh, this particular uh, uh, event for this particular month. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We will be right back. She's a- If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. What you got in your record box? Bring it along to the Memphis Listening Lab and WYXR's inaugural Record Swap and Zine Fest, presented in association with Crosstown Arts. Vendors will be lining the halls of the Crosstown Concourse with rare musical finds and deep, engaging, independently published magazines. Hear live sets from WYXR DJs spinning the best from their final collections. The event starts at 10 a.m. Saturday, September 4th and Sunday, September 5th. For customer and vendor information, visit the Memphis Listening Lab and follow event updates on Facebook.
Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR. And he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to the big broadcast on this Monday. Chip here with you on a beautiful day. Wasn't it a beautiful day? It was absolutely gorgeous day today. No rain for the remainder of the week, I, so I heard. And temperatures are going to finally cool down, which means I don't have to cut my grass, hopefully, uh, maybe anymore. <laughs> and I'm all for that. But that's that, that, that. But I digress, as I say. So uh, we are very happy to have uh, my next guest uh, with me. She is someone I've known her for a while. And uh, she also, in, 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 in addition to being a community activist, uh, very, very uh, big uh, in the uh, uh, Hispanic community, she also has a radio program right here on this fine radio station, Saturday evening. We'll talk about that, Saturday nights at 8 o'clock. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my next guest is Talia Palacio. Hello, Talia. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great, and thank you so much for taking some time to come on the show tonight. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. And you know, since we are, since we're both like you know on the on 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 the box, you know, on the same radio we station, are. I had to have. We're you in there. the WYXR family. That's exactly correct. Now, what is the name of your show? Okay, so you got to say it with me though, so you can practice yeah, your Spanish. Here we go. Here we go. So it's La Hora. La Hora. De, de. De. Sazon. La Hora de Sazon. So La Hora de Sazón con Talia on WYXR, 91.7 FM. See, you had to put all that last part in there. See, now I was doing good. See, when you and I, You're doing when, fantastic. I stopped right when I needed to stop. But what is that trans, <laughs> translated? What does that mean? So the hour of seasoning or the hour of flavor. Because Latino sazon. foods, we like seasoning and we like sazón. Oh. A little bit of sazón in everything we do. Spicy, baby. Spicy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, not spicy. Huh? Not spicy. Oh, not spicy? Seasoning? No, no, no. There's a difference. Seasoning, because not every Latino cuisine has spice, like hotness to it. It's more okay. about the seasoning. Okay. See, she's teaching yeah, me too. Yeah, different seasoning. Yeah, say, you know, I tell you, you know, you got this teaching thing going. And we, I, it's a habit. I'm a former teacher. I know you are. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly right. So listen, this is Hispanic Heritage Month, right? Yeah. And it goes until when? So Hispanic Heritage Month starts or started September the 15th uh-huh. until October the 15th. Okay. So it's an entire month. Okay. Um, the U.S. has been celebrating it for over 40 years. So, I, you know, we, we, we clearly know that we have a pretty healthy uh, Hispanic Latin population here. There's a there's an interesting mix and blend of uh, of a different uh, of different uh, factions I guess or groups. There's uh, Latinos, the Hispanics. There are, 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 are some various. So so kind of walk us through the different uh, the differences in terms of uh, that particular population. For sure. So here in Memphis, growing up in Memphis, I've been able to see and enjoy the demographic shift. So. There, I think there's a little bit like within the terminology, like some people like to say Latino, some mm. people like to say Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the younger generation likes to use the term Latinx, but then there are some that, you know, like Latinx because it's also a gender neutral term. And the new thing that I heard recently is the word Latine because adjectives in Spanish, um, either 
they're masculine or feminine. So the E in most adjectives, it's neutral. Okay. So, so yeah, Memphis, I mean, as far as like how we've developed and how we've progressed, we started with so many immigrants and migrants from Mexico. Uh, we have a lot of families and students and neighbors from like El Salvador, Venezuela. There's a huge Puerto Rican community here in Memphis and that's growing every day. Um, I'm from Panama, so there's not that many Panamanians in Memphis. Okay. I feel like the ones in Memphis are probably like my cousins, family members, yeah, or gotcha. yeah. a handful of teachers. But yeah. Um, yeah, for sure, there's so many cultures. Did you know that there are 21 Spanish-speaking countries? I did not know that. I did not know that. But now yeah, I do we're know so that. so diverse. Now you do. There's so many. I don't know. Our culture is just so rich. That's why I like the word sazón. There's so many. Sazón. Sazon. There's yeah, so sazon. many different, you know, variations within our Spanish language and our dialect. Not everyone that, you know, speaks Spanish is from the same country. So so it's almost like, you know, we have our southern twang. And if we're from different states, we can identify like, oh, that's a northerner. Oh, they're from the Midwest. Same, similar with the Latino community. We can kind of pick up on each other's dialects. That's interesting. What is the pop? What is the the population base of the of the Hispanic population uh, here in Memphis and Shelby County? Do you know or approximately what it, what it it's is percentage wise? Large. I mean, I remember as far as like, can I base it off the student body that I used to work with? Sure, sure. Okay, so I know you know we have about sixteen thousand students that are. Uh, will identify as Latino and Hispanic. 16,000? 16,000 students. So that's a lot. So I believe, I'm sure somebody, please correct me if I'm wrong out there, but I know we're, our population in Memphis is pretty high. We are. We're, we have to be like within, I don't even want to say like 5%. It's pretty high, I think, within our school body. Yeah, absolutely that. Now you mentioned a minute ago, you know, uh, um, you know, in this mix, uh, folks come from various, you know, countries or, you know, uh, in, di- in different backgrounds. Um, is that in terms of just a just an overall population per, per, uh, per se? Um, are there any issues in terms of, you know, where um, the Latin people come from based on their country, their heritage? I mean, are, are there any, you know, issues in terms of that or are people generally you know, like one big melting pot, if you understand my question. Uh, I think so. I think I know where you're going with this. But as far as like the Latino community, we're very blended culturally. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what yeah, I meant. we're yeah. very blended culturally. And I know that there's a huge African influence in our culture. So that's something that I love to talk about is that our cultures are really not that different. Um, you know, Explain that. An, Explain that. So. So I know that, um, you know, there's a huge African influence in our culture when it comes to our dance, our music, our traditions, our history. Uh, Certain, you know, countries in the Caribbean still practice different dialects. Like Mm -hmm. I know within the Cuban community, there are many that still speak like dialects like Yoruba uh, and practice um, certain religions that are affiliated with back in the day, you know, with with our within our diaspora Mm -hmm. um so so for sure our cultures are really blended so this is hispanic heritage month as we have talked Mm -hmm. about so what types of uh celebrations are going on what kind of things are there for us to be able to experience the culture of this fine people oh there's so much okay so 
I guess we can back. Can we backtrack a little bit? Sure. Can you talk about what it is? Sure. Um, so Hispanic Heritage Month, like I said, it's been celebrated for over 40 years. Right. And it's, you know, it's celebrated mainly in the U.S. I think in Latin America, you know, we celebrate it differently because we celebrate being Hispanic and Latino every day, sure. just like many other cultures. Mm-hmm. But it's a time where, you know, we observe the traditions and we celebrate the histories and the cultures and the contributions that those, um, you know, maybe who came from like Spain or the Caribbean countries like Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic, Panama, uh, and then, you know, Venezuela, Colombia, and all these countries that are probably in South America as well. Um, Cause I know some people think, oh, Brazil, they speak Portuguese, but even like Brazil and Belize, they speak Portuguese, but they're still considered Latino because they have that Latin based heritage. Okay, um, okay. So we have, you know, many, many cultures that speak all these dialects. And, you know, why we celebrate it, I think why on the 15th, the 15th is a very important date for many countries. Like there are some countries like Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras. I feel so weird saying these with my English accent. So let me backtrack. <laughs> Costa Rica, okay. El Salvador, oh, Guatemala, oh. Honduras, and Nicaragua, they're celebrating their Independence Day. And then on the day afterwards, the 16th, it's a huge day because like Mexico, Mexico, and Chile, they celebrate their independence days. And, you know, we have our colonized Columbus Day. But in October, that's really like Dia de la Raza, like the day of the race in the Latino community. Okay. And it's all within that 30-day period. So I don't know. That's... I just think I, I just this is like next to Christmas, one of my favorite times of the year. This is really interesting. If you're just tuning in, we are speaking with Talia Palacio. Uh, Talia is a old friend of mine. She is a community activist and she's also a WYXR radio personality and you can hear her show Saturday evenings from 8 to 9 p.m. Now your show is a mix of conversation and music and culture. Am I correct in that or did it I get that is, right? It is. It is. So I'm in, I think this Saturday I'm going into my fifth show so I'm very proud of that. All by myself. Um, well. WYXR has trusted me in the studio <laughs> to hit my own buttons. <laughs> so Saturday Don't be, blow nothing up, Talia. That's all I can say. Don't blow nothing up. <laughs> I, I will not. I always make sure I turn the lights on and off before I leave. But um, it is a mixture. Like sometimes I have guests. I have community members just like your show we talk about you know what's important within uh the latino community but my goal my ultimate goal is to promote biculturalism and bilingualism i'm all about making sure that you know we're embracing diversity and we're celebrating multiculturalism and we play a lot of music in between and i started my first show was um, like all the songs that I, I used to grow up hearing, like on Saturdays, we joke around saying that on Saturdays, that's the day when like the Latina moms are doing errands and cleaning around the house and then they got the music blasting. And I was just like, you know what? That is true. I remember every Saturday morning it, to date, like my mom still blasts salsa and merengue. And that's when she's like cleaning around the house, just dancing around. So um, and she'll kill me for saying this, but it's true. She does. And <laughs> I love watching it. Um, so that's what my first show was about. It was just songs that I remember hearing growing up. So like Celia Cruz, you know, she's one of the historical figures. Yeah, um, I've heard that I compare, yeah. She's she's amazing. Like I compare her to like, like our Aretha of back in the day. Okay. And she and right. like Tito Puente and they, okay. they created like the whole salsa like genre here and they brought it to the States. Um, I think my second show, I had a little bit of a, like tropical 
mix, uh, more up to like contemporary tropical music. So you blending, last, you blend, you you blending like the culture. You you blending. I'm trying. I'm trying. Like, try, like, like last like, last Saturday, I was playing Bad Bunny, and and I don't know. I just had all that bass in the studio, and I was like, let me turn it down because it is it was bumping. See, but they, um, they, I don't know what I'll play this Saturday. I don't know. We'll see what I'm in the mood for. for that's Saturday. a good tease, ladies and gentlemen. We have to tune in Saturday evening at eight o'clock to find out what Talia's playlist is. You see that they wouldn't <laughs> let me loose in here with music because I promise you, if I had, if if they let me do that around here, boy, I'd have this place jumping off the. It would, it, you mean, probably would. You'll have the little, you know, that little line, that little bar that we're supposed to watch, yeah. not to make sure that it gets yeah, to like number I'd, three. I'd You'll have the bass going I'd all the way up. I'd be blasting. Listen, <laughs> Talia, thank you so much here for for coming on the show. I really appreciate you, and when we learned some things, I know I did tonight as well. So thank you for being here, and thank you for everything that you do for our community to make it a better place. And again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, she is on Saturday evenings from 8 to 9 p.m. Check her out. She's my friend. She's Talia Palacio. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you here. Thank you so much. And make sure to tune in to La Hora de Sazon. You got to say it with me. La Hora de Sazon on 91.7. La Hora de Sazon on 91.7 WYXR. How about that? Thank you. Thank you, Talia. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Well, that was fun. So, listen, uh, yeah, she she was gave us some uh, good information and gave us some good facts about the Hispanic community and the multicultural uh, basin that we live in here called Shelby County. So that was a lot of fun. When we come back, we're going to have more fun and speak musically as well. Have you heard of the Memphis Music Lab? Have you heard about that? I think some of you have heard about the Memphis Music Lab. But if you don't, and if you haven't, if you come back after the commercial break, Jim Cole will be here, and he'll tell us all about it. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? or have a guest idea. Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. There's really nothing better than a box of records. Hi there, this is Zach Ives. My show, A Box of Records, plays every Tuesday night, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., right here on WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis, Tennessee. Yo, what up, what up, what up? It is the president of Driven Type T, and you're now tuned in to Memphis's own WYXR 91.7 FM. The station with the city soul, man. Come on, you know what it is. <laughs> Remember, never stop, stay driven. Bill's Kiln, now on Mondays at midnight. WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis. I'm listening. Hey. 
Hey Memphis, my name is Ron Buck. I am looking forward to bringing you my show, Riverside, every Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. I will be playing rock and blues, old and new, and featuring Memphis music and events. I hope you'll tune in to Riverside every Friday at 1 p.m. on WYXR 91.7 FM, Raised by Sound. This is Janet, host of Jaunt with Janet, Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m., bringing you new releases in the rock, pop, and electronic genres with a little bit of the old fused in, all here on WYXR Memphis, 91.7 FM. Jerry, your host of Without a Net, here on WYXR Sunday nights from 8 to 10. We're going to be hearing some pure jazz and some impure jazz and lots of other good music too. Come join me this Sunday. See you later. This is Bishop Phoebe Rofe of the Episcopal Diocese of West Tennessee. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. at WYXR 91.7 FM to hear conversations with community leaders about the role of faith in their lives. That's Faithfully Memphis right here on WYXR FM. Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back uh, to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday, our uh, last segment. And, and uh, you know, we're wrapping this thing up uh, this evening with, uh, on a musical note because, uh, you know, I grew up with, uh, you know, the old-time music with the vinyl and the, and the cassettes. And, and we have a place here in Crosstown Concourse called the Memphis Listening Lab. And uh, it, 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 it is a showroom of just uh, some of the, the biggest collection of, of music uh, that I've ever seen. Very, very nicely done, very nicely laid out. And you can go in and listen to music you've never heard before and some maybe you have as well. And to kind of walk us through all of that is the man that runs the joint. His name is Jim Cole. And Jim, thanks for coming on Real Talk Memphis. I appreciate it. Man, thanks for having me, Chip. It is excellent to meet you, sir. Good to meet you, too, finally. So we talked a little bit off air the other day about all this. And uh, you were telling me that you you got this. This whole thing basically got started at the Memphis Listening Lab from a donation. Talk about the donation that you received. Well, um, a group of people got together and they wanted to start this nonprofit music library here at Crosstown. And about that time, uh, a gentleman named John King from here in Memphis uh, was kind of brought into the picture and he had this incredible collection of music that he was looking to donate somewhere. And it, uh, he got together with us and we got the collection and it just worked out fantastic. 
John started collecting records in the 50s. Uh, he was one of the original owners of the uh, Ardent Record Label and Ardent Recording Studio. Oh, okay. And he worked in radio and music promotions and amassed a fantastic collection of music and just hung on to things over the years, and now it's in our space. How many uh, pieces of uh, music are we talking about? We've got about uh, 30,045s, about 12,000 albums. Uh, we've got about 20,000 CDs. That's insane. We've got about 1,000 great music books. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff from one guy. God, uh, God, that's a lot of stuff. So <laughs> we go back. Now let's talk about the time frame of all of this. Okay. Maybe from how far back to maybe how, how, how far current. We've got uh, albums that John bought as a teenager in the 50s. Okay. A lot of them have Poplar Tune stickers on them or little price stickers from the Home of the Blues record shop on Bill Street. Wow. And uh, wow, wow, wow. he uh, wrote a radio programming guide for years, so record labels would send him material in hopes that he'd review it. Uh -huh. So um, we got, uh, he was writing a lot in the 60s, 70s, yeah, up into the 80s. So there's a wealth of material, you know, rock, soul, blues, jazz, uh, from late 50s kind of towards the end of the 80s when vinyl sort of fell out of favor and CDs took over. Talking with Jim Cole, and he is the man, if you, if you, if you want to know about music, old music, new music, and music in between, the Memphis Listening Lab is here at the concourse, at the Crosstown Concourse, right across really from where we are here at the studio. And I'm going to have to go over there and check it out. But, you know, you, you and I were talking, you know, I grew up on, on vinyl and I grew up on cassettes. You told me that there's a new generation that's coming up and vinyl is starting to become a thing again. Vinyl has uh, exploded uh, in popularity again. I, th I think it's went up uh, vinyl sales like 108% the first six months of 2021. Are you serious? Uh, there's a record pressing plant here, Memphis Record Pressing, that's just... They can't can't press them fast enough. They're getting ready to expand. They'll be the largest uh, uh, vinyl manufacturing plant in North America, and I think possibly they'll be the second largest in the world once they go through this next expansion. Um, so yeah, vinyl. A lot of people interested in vinyl from little kids on up to people that just remember having it. And that's just amazing because I still have I still have forty uh, fives and LPs, you know, sitting in my garage, you know, <laughs> collecting dust for quite so many years. <laughs> you well, know, I, I just don't. I mean, the, the, I just feel renewed that there's a renaissance of vinyl. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, we've had a number of people come in that have said that, you know, I haven't owned a. I got rid of my stereo system years ago, yeah. but I, I loved my records and I could never get rid of them I and got, I still have them. I got Can them I all. bring them in and play them? It's yeah. like, if you want to bring your own records in, that's fine too. Man, don't have me do that because I promise <laughs> you, I'll be, I'll be there all day because I, I got a whole, I got some classic music at, at the house. Man, so, okay, now you also told me, Jim, in, in addition to the vinyl, cassettes are coming back. Now, how, now how is that? I didn't think a child <laughs> under whatever age you even knew what a cassette was. What's that? What well, that? Uh, it's funny, I, you know, I think some bands started putting out cassettes you know where they got them made I, I couldn't even tell you but um it's kind of a novelty but it seems to be picking up some steam maybe it'll be the next big thing i, I don't know but there are bands putting out cassettes so so anybody can come in so what's the procedure just walk in and they, just pick how's that work okay we're on it? the second floor right above french truck coffee right uh you come in and if you want to listen to something from our collection we'll pull it for you 
and we've got individual listening stations with turntables where you listen on headphones. This is awesome. Then we've got our sound room, which is uh, a special room that was uh, designed by some audio engineers from the floor up, equipped with some incredible audio gear, uh, some Eggleston work speakers that are made here in Memphis, which have an, uh, a really great international reputation. And we program things that go on in there, uh, but you can listen to this world-class sound system uh, in our sound room. And uh, we also have a music editing room where people can uh, use a workstation for digital editing. Where um, You can edit music? You can edit music too? up there. And we have podcasting equipment. Uh, really? If you want to record a podcast. Man, yeah. I'm just in awe. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. I, I did not know that, 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 that I mean, it's almost like it's like a, like a mini studio almost. I mean, am I... Am I Kind of jumping over a broom with that, but that's what it sounds like to me. No, there's a lot of facets to what's going on. Technologically Plus, plus um, beyond that, we're, we're uh, having uh, events in the early evenings. Uh, Saturday night, Rachel Maxan, who's performing at the Green Room before her show. Mm-hmm. She'll be in our space. You can get some merchandise, meet her. We'll be playing her music in the sound room. Uh, we got book signings coming up. We've got record release events coming up. Uh, people are going to be giving talks. Uh, so... Give, give, for people who don't know and, and want to know, I mean, are there days, hours, number? I mean, how do we, you know, I mean, besides coming in here and checking it out, I mean, what, what's okay. the, how do you, how do you uh, Our hours are 11 to 5, 2 C through Saturday. Okay. Uh, the evening events run in the 5 to 8 range, and you can uh, find out what's happening on our Instagram or Facebook page. Um, if you've got any uh, questions, you can uh, send us an email at info at memphislisteninglab.org. Okay, and uh, we'll be happy to let you know what's going on. Man, that is that is that is really that's boss. I really I really enjoy that. You know, D, you know, Lola behind you is you know she's a DJ. Oh yeah, so, you know she's 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 doing her thing. And when I was talking about the vinyl, I heard I saw her back there nodding her head. You know that's what she's acting. Well, you know, coming up uh, next month, I believe I'll have to check the exact date, maybe the fourteenth. But uh, WYXR's uh, uh, DJ Alpha Whiskey is going to be uh, hosting a. Women's DJ Collective uh, for women that are DJs Lola, or want to be are DJs. Are you involved in this thing? Okay, she's looking now. Now she knows. So if you want to get in becoming a DJ uh, or need some uh, help, assistance, uh, any women DJs, we'll be having a, a special event for you. Check you out, man. This is really, I, now I really enjoyed this. Jim Cole, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> from uh, the Memphis Listening Lab right here at Crosstown Concourse. And we're about to get out of here. Jim, thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on. Man, this has been a lot of fun for me and, and, and a throwback to the way, way throwback machine. <laughs> hey, Jack, as you play us out, um, this has been a good show. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. And I really uh, have enjoyed the uh, having the guest on the show tonight. Uh, by the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Robbie Grant is in the studio, and he is going to be hosting... What's the name of your show? Talking Memphis. <laughs> okay, this might be my last broadcast because I, I couldn't remember that. But but this is... this is uh, Yeah, he's, he's hosting Talking Memphis live tonight, so don't leave this fine radio station. Thank you for uh, checking us out here, Real Talk Memphis. Uh, I really appreciate my crew, as always. Thank you for the great work. Thank you for everything you do to try to keep me straight. I know it's a hard task. Uh, We will be back next week if all is well in the universe. And we'll try to do it a bit better as we uh, do. In the meantime, in between time, you guys be good, be safe, be careful, watch your surroundings, and watch out for each other. Until then, I'm Chip, and I'm out.